Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on another hump day. How quickly does hump day come around? Today being Wednesday, the 24th of August, 2022. And I trust wherever you're in the world, you've had a great start to the working week, as has your team, and uh, looking to finish the week off very, very strongly. So in today's episode, I wanted to ask you a question off the top. And the question might sound like a really obvious one, but the question is, who are you. Now, on the surface, it might sound like a really obvious and a somewhat simple question, but as a leader, we can fall into the trap of responding with our title, where we work, etc. And all you have to do is look at the vast majority of LinkedIn profiles. And I'm a big user of LinkedIn and I'm on it on a regular basis. And you look at the vast majority of people when it comes to their profile, they will have their title linked to their photo and in their profile. So it'll be Chief Sales Officer, Chief Revenue Officer, CEO, Vice President of Marketing, uh, National Sales Director, uh, Chief Executive or Chief Information Officer, Chief Customer Officer, and the list goes on. And often we can fall into the trap of thinking that who we are is pretty much what we do. And you just have to talk to people at networking events or when you meet people for the first time, particularly in in a business or a professional sense, and you ask them what they do, they'll very, very quickly give you what their title is and where they work. When you ask them the question as to why they do what they do, it's a somewhat more challenging question, and most people don't really have an answer off the top of their head because they haven't really given it some consideration. So out of today's episode, I want you, as a leader, I want you to, I want you to be challenged. I want to challenge you to go deeper on this one and reflect on this one question, and that is, who are you? And in the context of leadership, the secondary question to that is, why are you a leader? Now, I recorded a podcast a few weeks ago in relation to why do you want to be a sales leader? And unfortunately, when you look at the statistics, a vast majority of people are given a leadership position or a, let's say a leadership opportunity because they've been a great individual contributor. And unfortunately, it's a tried and tested method. It's a tried and tested formula for the majority of organizations to promote people in that they'll, uh, they'll have somebody who is a great individual contributor. They're delivering great results. Uh, the business is seeing them as somebody who has high potential. And so from a, a people and culture perspective, and when you're looking at high potential uh, and marry that up with high performance, then it's a logical step that this person fits in the top right-hand quadrant. And though, and so let's give them the opportunity of stepping up into the responsibility of leadership. Unfortunately, a lot of people are not necessarily prepared for it because they haven't really given it a huge amount of consideration. They've been so focused on becoming a great individual contributor, delivering the results that they've historically been delivering, and all of a sudden they get a tap on the shoulder and said, right, Johnny, you're a fantastic contributor. We're going to give you the opportunity of now managing the team. What we want you to do is go and lead them and teach them how you became so successful. So hopefully they will also be able to replicate your results. Now, I heard an interesting statistic today and I was listening to a podcast on my walk and one of the pieces of content they were talking about was research from Inc. Magazine, or INC Magazine. And they were saying that based on a a pretty extensive survey of thousands and thousands of leaders, they determined that around 60% of leaders in a current leadership position, irrespective of how long they've been in that leadership position, 
have not had any access to specific leadership training. Now, when you think about that, that kind of uh, almost confirms what the thesis that I'm talking about, that often people are thrust into a position of leadership, but they're not given the frameworks, the, the blueprints, the transition plan, and even basic training to enable them to make that transition a smooth one, which is setting the person up for failure in a lot of cases. And is it any wonder that a lot of leaders that end up uh, not thinking that leadership is for them, and they'll end up going back to an individual contributor role, largely because they're not given this level of training and this level of uh, transition plan. But it also comes down to the fact that a lot of them don't necessarily think about why they are a leader in the first place or what even prompted them to consider the opportunity of leadership when it was presented to them, whether it be three months ago, three years ago, or 10 years ago. And so this does beg the question as to why we are a leader and what prompted us to take the leadership position and what keeps us in the leadership position, which at its core is asking the question, who are we? So as a reflection exercise, and the core point of this particular episode today is to get you to really sit down and think about, without distractions, who are you? What do you stand for as a leader? Why are you a leader? Now, when you talk to many people, and I've had the experience of talking to a lot of leaders who have made the transition, irrespective of whether they were the 40% that got some training or the 6% that didn't get some training, uh, interesting, a lot of leaders step into the leadership position because of what they think it's going to give them when they get that particular title. So they are wedded to, in a lot of cases, the title. It could be the prestige they think is associated with the title of having whether it be a a chief sales officer or a head of sales or a national sales director. Many people associate a level of prestige and status with that particular title. Along with that, they may actually think that there's a higher level of income or at least a higher level of income potential that is associated with that. It may well be the influence that they think they're going to get as a consequence of stepping up into the, uh, the leadership role, or in some cases, it may well be a level of power that they get, and uh, or it could be something completely different. But it's interesting when you ask people as to why they became a leader, many of them haven't really thought about that particular question at a deep-rooted level. And it's one of the things I want to encourage you to do today, having listened to this particular podcast, is sit down and just ask yourself that question, you know, why am I a leader? Why did I choose to be a leader? And what keeps me coming back and what keeps me in the game? Now, what I found is the ones that have sat down and thought about this, interestingly, the reasons why they are leader are not associated with the prestige, not associated with the status, not associated with the influence and the power, it's certainly not associated with the money that they get because many cases, many people realize that once they get into a leadership position, particularly in sales leadership, the opportunity to make huge amounts of income is not necessarily as big as they thought because they now have a much bigger team and their target is pretty much the accumulation of the individual sales executives on the team. So uh, it's often a completely different set of reasons as to why they are a leader. Now, it could be something like they want to uh, expand their own professional growth and want to challenge themselves, get them outside, uh, get themselves outside of the comfort zone. It may well be they want to pour into the lives and the professional lives of other people. They want to leave a legacy and a whole host of other reasons. The key question, though, as I've already alluded to, is something that we need to sit down as leaders and really contemplate and really ask that hard question as to why am I a leader? Why do I choose to become a leader? Why do I choose to become a leader in this particular team and in this particular organization? And what's going to keep me coming back? That's the fundamental question we need to start asking, which will start to get towards the question, answering the question of who are you? Now, the next part of this is to understand, as a leader, what is it that I stand for? And this is all about uh, creating some beliefs 
creating some values, and in some cases it might be a mission or a vision you've got for your own leadership, but also starting to think about what are the standards you want to put in place for yourself and what are the standards of excellence you want to put in place for your team that you can now develop some KPIs around and start to measure performance against those particular standards, both for yourself but also for your team as well. Because when you think about becoming an exceptional leader, what exceptional sales leaders do in particular is they set really, really clear standards, they set really, really high expectations, and they are relentless in not only the pursuit of excellence, but in measuring progress against the standards and against the objectives that we set. It's not measuring how well we're doing, and it's not criticizing for us not meeting target. It's about what sort of progress we're meeting, and we are they are relentless in that pursuit. So I remember back to when I became a sales leader very, for the very first time, I'd spent two years prior to that getting prepared. And I've talked about this on the podcast previously that there was two years where I was pretty much everything I was doing in a sales uh, individual contributor role was through the lens of, okay, what would a sales leader do in this particular situation? How would a sales leader respond to this customer? How would they respond in terms of this uh, written piece of information that's required internally? When there's a presentation to be done, how would a sales leader actually think and how would they act? So it gave me time to start thinking about and build a philosophy around leadership so that when I was given the opportunity of stepping into a leadership role, I'd already done the preparation. Now, there was still a huge transition curve and there was still a huge uh, uh, culture shift that was required because it was, uh, it was, it was comp- even though I'd been prepared as well as I thought I was, I still wasn't prepared for what was going to be thrown at me for the, in particular the first 90 days which I've also talked about in the, on the podcast. But uh, what it meant is I was really, really clear on what I stood for as a leader. So if anybody had have asked me, and they did, by the way, why did you become a leader? Why did you choose this this particular team? Uh, I had an answer. Now, it, it came off, it, it rattled off the, the tongue pretty, uh, pretty quickly, pretty naturally. It wasn't fabricated. It was something that I actually worked on. So when I did articulate that, it did sound authentic and it did sound genuine. I probably didn't necessarily have the track record yet, to be able to back it up, but I was believing what I was saying. And so from a, a an impression point of view, creating a profile, the person who was asking that question got a sense of, well, irrespective of where he's at right now, irrespective of where the team's at right now, and irrespective of whether we think he's got the capability at all about being a, being a great leader, at least he believes in what he's doing and he knows what he stands for. So just that preparation work was enabling me to have a level of credibility in my first 30, 60, 90 days of the sales leadership role. And so it became really, really critical. And every client that I work with right now, it's about doing exactly the same thing, asking that question, why are you a leader? Why did you become a leader? Why do you want to become a leader? Why do you want to continue to be a leader? And what do you stand for? Now, everybody's going to have potentially different values and different beliefs, and you may actually have different standards of excellence. So I'm not, I'm not here to tell you what those standards of excellence or the values and beliefs need to be. That's something that you need to work out for yourself. However, uh, when you're thinking about, and I recorded a podcast a few weeks ago around this, when it comes to being an exceptional leader, there are certain standards and certain things that an exceptional sales leader will possess that they build consistency around, which enables other people to look at them and say, yep, we know exactly who they are. This person is trustworthy, and this is the person I would want to follow, and I'm, I'm happy to follow. So just as an example, some things to think about when it comes to answering that question as to what you stand for and why are you a leader. Are you a person of ethics? So are you an ethical individual? Are you authentic as well? Do you empower your team or are you going to micromanage your team? Do you encourage your team 
to take risks, to go beyond their comfort zone, or you're somebody that's creating an environment which people are sort of tiptoeing around the edges, not knowing what they should do. And if they do something that's out of the ordinary, they might get criticized for it. So a great sales leader is somebody who's going to encourage people. You might also have the X factor. So what is the X factor? Well, it's something different. Think differently. Be the authentic you, but think differently. Think outside the square. An exceptional sales leader is also one that has great character. They care for their people. They are, they are genuinely caring for their people and they build trust because of that. They are confident in not only their own ability and their capabilities, but also have confidence in their team to do the right things and actually push the envelopes as well. They're also a person who has great curiosity, is always looking for new ways to do things. They are courageous in terms of having the conversations they need to have, taking the actions they need to have in order to move the team forward to create a different environment and a, an empowering environment. And a really strong quality of, of great exceptional leaders is they also have a level of consistency. So yeah, as I said many, many times, consistency as a word doesn't necessarily sound sexy, but I guarantee consistency over time compounds and it can deliver some amazing, amazing results, which means we also have to have a level of endurance. So endurance might be something that's important to you, as, as could be things like energy. So what sort of energy do you bring into the room? Are you somebody who is lighting up the room when you when you walk into it, or is the light the lights go up when you walk out of the room? So, what sort of energy do you bring to the room? And this all goes towards how people now are perceiving you, which you know you've got to be really conscious of this because this is potentially going to be a reflection of how you see yourself. And so, getting really really granular on some of these things to think about and answering that question as to who are you and why you are sales leader. Uh, some other things to think about, are you a personable type person? Are you persistent? Are you patient? Do you have purpose? And are you a principled individual? Are you trustworthy? Are you tactful? Are you thoughtful? Are you inspiring? Are you imaginative? Do you operate with integrity? Are you observant and open-minded, but also carry a level of optimism, which is unrivaled? But also, are you naturally nurturing? And are you nimble? Are you flexible in terms of how you go about things? Do you also appreciate uh, every opportunity that you've been given? Do you appreciate your team? Are you ambitious? Do you have a great attitude? Are you also authentic and assertive? And above all else, what sort of leadership do you demonstrate through your example? Are you a great listener? And are you loyal to your team? So there's just some things to think about. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you have to use any of those words to describe you. But if it's something where you're sitting down and reflecting on, and you're not quite sure where to start, just think about some of those things in terms of, well, this is what an exceptional sales leader will do consistently. And they won't necessarily do every single one of them, but some of those might actually resonate more than others for you. But thinking about this and answering the question as to what do you stand for, particularly when it comes to values and standards of excellence, these are something that we can actually really identify, hone in on, and then start building some behaviors and expectations around those so we can build some consistency around it. Because unfortunately, my experience is there are many leaders out there, irrespective of whether they're sales leaders or normal operational non-sales leaders, who unfortunately tend to wear a cape. They wear a costume, and they almost act out as if they are in a play. And this can often lead to a profile or them creating impressions that are different to how they normally are. Now, I've already talked about this many, many times, and I was sharing this with a, with a group last week that often you get people in different organizations that they'll enter into meetings and depending, of course, as to who they're talking to in relation to that, could be senior executives, uh, could be external stakeholders, they often start to use language and words that they would not normally use in normal day-to-day conversations. And it's almost like they're trying to elevate their own level of intelligence 
maybe to impress upon other people as to how smart they might be or to try and get some sort of uh, profile increase or try to create a really positive impression. Here's what great leaders do. They are authentic. They know who they are. They don't pretend, nor do they need to pretend to be somebody who they are not. And they're not there to impress others. And they understand that not everybody's going to like them, not everybody's going to relate to them, and not everybody's going to resonate with them. But it's not so much that they don't care about that. They just understand that other people's opinions and perceptions of them need not become their reality. And why? Because they're very, very clear on what they stand for and what's important to them. And they ask the question and they can answer the question as to who they are. And based on that, they know exactly what they're there to create, who they're there to create it for, and why they are there to create it. So as we wrap up this particular episode, I want to issue a challenge and ask you that question. Who are you? And to spend some quality time thinking about that. And that's the challenge for many people because many leaders in particular are so busy doing things. And the expectations placed upon them, not only by their team, but also by their senior leaders, is to continue to take action, continue to do things, and we get caught up in the cycle of busyness. We need to learn that being busy is not necessarily being productive. So often the most productive time is time where we actually sit down, remove all the distractions, and really start asking ourselves the question as to who am I? What do I stand for? Why am I a leader? And that might take a bit of time. It might take a number of different sessions where you've got to sit down and do it, but I guarantee this. If you can sit down and answer that question and answer that question authentically, it is going to make a world of difference, not only to your own ability to be a great leader, but also your ability to translate that philosophy into something that's meaningful for your team that's going to help them move move forward and make great progress and maybe even start to develop their own level of philosophy leading into them eventually becoming also a leader, which is one of the core responsibilities that we have, and that is to find new leaders. So I trust that message resonates. I trust it helps and I hope you're open to taking that challenge. And as we wrap up, quick reminder that when you are ready to work together, because you know there's another level or two that you can take your leadership to, love the opportunity of working with you. And to do that, let's just have a conversation. Let's, uh, let's have a conversation over Zoom. See where you're at with your leadership right now. See where your team's at, what you want to achieve over the next 90 plus days. We can map out a plan and start executing that plan as early as this week. So to do that, Simply go to leadwithdarren.com and uh, look forward to having that conversation. And as always, thanks for plugging in to the podcast. And I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.